But then our whole Monday morning meeting was talking about how um, we screwed up and where we can make things better and change things. And it was an expensive learning curve or lesson, but we made it happen. Well, I was in your office last week and you were showing us, you know, where y'all do y'all's morning meetings and that sometimes it costs money to learn those big mistakes, but it's cheaper to learn those mistakes financially than it is to just rehire new people to just continue to make those mistakes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, um, when we do our Monday morning meetings, we got a big, I don't know, 65, 75-inch TV, I don't know. And we got a sign under it that says, you know, fail, first attempt in learning. It doesn't say sale, second attempt in learning, guys. So. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do this one time and one time only. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What up, what up, everybody? What's happening? It looks like I'm solo tonight, but I'm really not solo. I'm just looking like I am. (laughs) Hey, guys, welcome to Season 4, Episode 72. We're going to do an MFL Q&A tonight. And we got somebody special on the the line. We got a celebrity co-host. Susan K. Worley. I call her Special K sometimes. She's uh, straight out of Baton Rouge. That's, uh, that's uh, for you Northerners, that's south of I-10. She was born south of I-10, so she's not a Northerner. But anyway, Susan K. Worley, Southwest Automated. Let's bring her on here. <clears throat> What's up, Susan? Hey. hey, y'all. What's up? Thank you for having me back. Hey, girl, I'm excited, man. Um, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about tonight. Really? Because yeah. I'm nervous. You're nervous? Kanan made me really nervous. Oh, really? Why he made you nervous? He put a post out there telling me good luck and to break a leg. <laughs> I got a drink now. Like, you think he would have said something like, I'm being responsible, like, but I'm nervous. You think he would have said something like, uh, don't break a, a wheel on your chair or something. Not a leg. <laughs> Stop wiggling around. Yeah. So what's up, girl? You ready for this? I'm ready for this. We're doing a MFL Q&A tonight, right? That's right. That's right. Susan K. Worley of South of I-10. People uh, in the South, we know what we're talking about. I tell anybody, anybody born north of I-10, they're a northerner, right? They're a northerner. That's true. So anyway, guys, what's up, Finn fam? Welcome to The Realist. The best, the number one show on the planet. And uh, just to make it official, today is Wednesday, February 15th, and the time is beer 30, CST, Central Standard Time. This show is for you. This show is for us. We call it My Fence Life. And if you're living the fence life, you understand just how real that can be. If you like the show, do us a favor, share the show, tell a friend. And also don't forget, we're on like 27 different platforms three shows a week we're all over the place can't miss it can't miss it can't miss it look at the look at the comments popping up already already well i mean i'm susan k worley your celebrity co-host tonight i'm standing in for canon johnson 
I'm uh, with Southwest Automated Security in Baton Rouge, South I-10, like he said. <laughs> we do all things automation. We have a stronghold in gate operators and access control with a growing focus on video surveillance. And this is my co-host, my good old buddy, old pal, Dan Blanc. Blanc is what we call, or sorry, Dan is what we call the fence king from Mandeville, Louisiana. And of course, like they like to say in the swamp butt capital of the world, I disagree. The canon loves saying that. And the Fence King is known for his beautiful wood fences, providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. And together, this is our show, My Fence Life. Everybody here, everybody here, is getting to it here. Get started, come on, get started, come on, get started, get started, let's get it started. Let's get it started. What up, man? We got three rules to the show, guy. Uh, we're going to be talking beer, we're going to be talking bourbon, and we're going to be talking business. So we're coming to you live, live from the Southwest Automated Security Sound Studio. Woo woo. Yeah. We might have to change that. I don't know. I got to think about that. <laughs> it's your one-stop shop for gate automation, access control, and video surveillance. <clears throat> Hardware and more with 19 locations, Southwest Automated Security will get you the products you want to your doorstep fast. Visit fast. southwestautomated.com. <laughs> You well, ready? I am gonna read your review tonight. What do you think about that? I'm down, girl. Let's hear what you got. So here, the company is called A Tipton Fence and Ranch. Um, they're <laughs> out of Bonerdale, Arkansas, I think. Uh, Susan, that's Bonerdale, not Bonerdale. <laughs> thank God, thank God, we don't have an HR department here. My fence, like, the hell is wrong with you? What are you, what are you drinking over there? Bloody Mary, it's so fancy. <laughs> Bonerdale. Come on, I read it how I see it, man. Oh, uh, well, I guess you didn't have a good Valentine's Day. <laughs> come on, don't come at me like that. <laughs> What's Let me the read the review to you. Let me read the review. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> they're heading to a job this morning, and they were more focused on listening to the podcast. They got a ticket doing 71 and a 55. <laughs> In, in Bonerdale, Arkansas. Doing 71 and a 55 in Bonerdale, Arkansas. Shane Catton, I see that. He's going to put an HR alert in the uh, comments. You are right, HR alert. Shane, we need to do another show on HR. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, guys, uh, we're going to do this MFL Q&A, and um, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I got a few things that um, that I've been seeing in the Facebook groups, and um, I want to tackle them. Susan hit me with a, a bunch of, uh, hey, I got some gate automation questions I want to ask. And we started talking about them, and I looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> he did. He glazed over. <sighs> anyway. I need to educate you more, right? Yeah, look, before we get started, uh, guys, don't forget... My salesman is going live from FenceTech. It's going to be something like you never saw before. We're going to be all over the place. Um, Matt Warner's got like 80 people going to be wearing shirts to say my salesman, my fence life. Um, I think Joe Everest is on there, a bunch of stuff. 
and they're going to be scouring the aisles, handing out pamphlets, and uh, letting y'all know about these um, these uh, interviews we're going to be doing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to sit down with Joe for a little bit. Last time I sat down with Joe well, uh, for a while was at Fence Tech, and I'm, ex- I'm excited to kind of talk to him. He's like the, the godfather of, uh, you know, social I'm media. Excited. I'm excited to meet him. I mean, I've never met him. I mean, we've talked through podcasts, but that's about it. Really? Yeah. Joe's like the, I'm going to make an offer. <laughs> <laughs> He's the godfather, man. He's the guy who paved the way for people like me and Cannon and Dan Wheeler and uh, Nathan Downs and what well, we got, David Gatto now. So mm-hmm. thank you, Joe, for all that hard work. So oh, yeah. live at Fence Tech is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And look, well, one more now. Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of fence tech, I just wanted to say thank you. You're kicking Dylan out of your vehicle, the fence prince, so, and making him fly all the way there so I can ride with you and Kevin Steve and uh, Benji, Mr. Clever Fox himself. Yeah, we're going to have Kevin Steve with us. You know what I told I'm Benji? I'm a little upset that we're not picking Kevin Steve up in uh, Lafayette. That he's, we're picking him up at your office now. Yeah. Why? Well, you want to get some good boudin? No, no. What I was going to do is is I was going to put on some, like, death metal in the truck when we pulled up and open up the door. Like, yeah, man, get in. And God, Kevin was going to be looking like, what the hell? We're going to be, like, jamming to some crazy death metal and just act like that's what we listen to. And, hey, man, you got nine hours of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm bringing a cooler. I got my backpack cooler ready. It's got the little bottle cap opener on it. It's going to be packed. I mean, I think we can get pretty toasted in eight hours, huh? Um, who's going to drive? I thought your car drove itself. It does, kind of, sort of. Don't ask Pepper that question. She disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, I was on the, uh, I was on the, um, the good old, the Facebook, as Cannon says. I was on the Facebook, and I got a lot of people asking questions. How do you handle a fence on the property line when the homeowners are splitting the cost? And I thought that was a great question, guys. Y'all let us know in the comments. I know a lot of y'all out there have dealt with it and uh, dealt with customers that are splitting. And then next thing you know, you're in an argument, right? And, I mean, yeah. I've heard of it. I've, I've had people in this office have that issue. Hey, Robert Looker, did you get your, uh, your My Fence Line package? I mailed it to you, brother. It's in the mail. It's in the mail, baby. Yeah, so um, I've dealt with it, too, in the past. And it, there's a lot of situations that can can arise when either you're splitting it or the customer is splitting it with the neighbor and then the fence guy doesn't know. Well, Matt Lowry's down here talking about he allocates the price for each neighbor, and he hasn't had any issues. Well, you know what, Matt Lowry? Wait until you do a fence for Miss Karen, <laughs> and you got a contract with Miss Karen, and guess what happens? Miss uh, Betty next door, they made a little sidebar deal, and now Miss Betty's paying Miss Karen for half the fence, and you don't even know she's doing it. So now you're out there working, doing everything that you're supposed to do with uh, Miss Karen, and Miss Betty comes out and starts telling your crew, hey, you're not doing that right. You need to do this. You need to do that. Huh. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't even know who you are. I don't have a contract with you. Um, 
We're doing what Miss Karen said. Well, I'm paying for half of this. Oh, so you're paying Fenske? No, I'm paying Miss Karen. That's a big deal. Big How do problem. you handle it? Well, hmm. I do it real quick and fast. So well, whoever's paying 60% gets the nice, smooth, pretty side, and whoever's paying 40% gets the rest. What if they're splitting at 50-50? Well, then I just stirred up the hornet's nest, and now Miss <laughs> Betty is calling Miss Karen, and Miss Karen's calling Miss Betty, and whoever calls up the money, guess what? They get the pretty side. There you go. So then, then they start arguing. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and I'll pay 60%. And then Ms. Karen's like, no, no, I'll pay 60%. And usually, uh, usually both of them don't want to pay 50, uh, 60%. That's how I right. am. You know? Well, I mean, it looks like John Wathey's going to really just kick somebody's ass over it. <laughs> <laughs> what does John Wathey say? Whoever we have, the contract makes the rules, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, that's true. But then we got other issues that arise from this, right? You got a contract with Miss Karen, and Miss Karen pays her a fifty percent deposit. You do the fence, don't hear a peep out of Miss Betty next door. Nothing. You're done. Hey, Miss Karen, I need to uh, get paid. Oh, oh you got to get with Miss Betty next door. She's paying the other half. Hmm. Have I had that happen? Guess what? I have. Golly. <laughs> I mean, do you have people signing the, like on both sides, signing the contract? Because, I mean, at that point, isn't still only one person liable? Well, for once a customer tells me that they're going in halves with the neighbor, I let them know look, I do not have a contract with them. I don't deal with them, I don't talk to them, I have nothing to do. Nothing to do with them. That is all you. They pay you, you pay me. Okay? Well, the next thing you know is, is, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to get a check from Miss Betty, and you can pick up a check from her from my house. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I need a check from you, Karen. So why don't you take Miss Betty's check and deposit it in your account, and then you go ahead and pay Defense King with Miss Karen's check. Because what happens is you end up now accepting payment on part of a fence with someone you didn't have a contract with and you don't have a leg to stand on. Think about that. I mean, it looks like Robert Looker kind of agrees with you. Whoever has the contract, basically, is who gets the pretty side of the fence. Right. That's who gets to keep it on the lawn. I'm looking for that comment. Well, it doesn't always work that way because now you got a homeowner out there who feels in every right to tell you where to put the fence because they've paid money. That's a problem. So are you saying an exchange of cash is automatically a, a signed contract? Well, it can be, but you don't want to get caught up in that. What if Miss Betty takes you to, uh, to a small claims court and you got no paperwork? Well, the judge goes, well, you cashed her check. Cashing a check is a contract. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Are you good with names? Perla? Or... That's, that's Perla. She's the Houston branch manager. Oh, really? 
Karen okay. gets stuck with the bill. That's the way I do it. That's the way I do it. That's my girl. Because <clears throat> I'm not taking that check. I don't care how much it is. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. And customers get aggravated with you, but they don't understand the legalities of things. What's Robert Looker say here? He said, even if it's a 50-50 split cost, we still recommend to the customer who hired us to pick a side of the fence, and we'll go, and we'll go on that, and who gets what side. We will keep it tight to the property line. Once both parties agree, then we schedule the install. The problem is, if you don't know the other parties involved, then you got a problem. A huge problem. You know? We got old Ron Offers in here. Ron the consultant. Ron the consultant needs to get his act together. He's stuck in Tennessee. Hadn't seen him in weeks. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the problem. Uh, <clears throat> Thank and, you, Shane. Yeah, and it starts getting hairy. You see, yeah, Shane and I are on the same wavelength. Documentation, documentation. The contract holder gets the decisions in our neck of the woods, or we give two separate contracts, and that's what I do. I need to do a whole other contract. You need to sign off on all this. And sometimes people don't want to sign a contract. It's called CYA. Cover your ass. You know, it's funny you say that. I was talking to my good old buddy, old pal, Nathan Downs. That guy? Yeah, and Nathan Downs has a podcast, guys. It's called Protecting Your Radius. So I called him up this morning, and I was like, hey, man, how's your uh, Protecting Your Anus uh, podcast <laughs> going? And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, Protecting Your Anus. He's like, stop it. I'm like, really? If you think about it, you're protecting your anus. You're CYA. You're covering your ass, right? This show or your show, my show, it's all about learning. Everything you need to what the hell? What? Hold on a second. Uh, so Do we have an issue. Yeah, we have we we have a major issue right now. Uh, <laughs> we got a major issue. It looks like somebody uh, popped into the green room, and he's he's right now going no 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 no. <laughs> We're going to find out how the hell that happens. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, where, where, where was I? Let's see. Let's read Matt's deal. I totally forgot where I was. I've had it both ways, where I collected checks from three houses and where I've collected a single check and that customer dealt with their neighbors. Uh, the latter is definitely the smarter way. Yeah, so um, I agree with you, Matt. I want to deal with one personality. I don't want to deal with five I mean, we just did one, two, three, four houses in a row. One neighbor I dealt with with two houses. Then I dealt with this guy. Well, they were splitting. I'm like, I don't care what y'all do. Right. You know, y'all got a little sidebar deal. That's on you. Right? And then I dealt with the neighbor behind them. And we went into a subdivision and just wiped out half the block. Tore all the fence down. And guess what? My guys tore down some of the wrong fence. How do you handle that, though? You put it up for free? Fortunately, one of the customers was was, uh, a friend of mine. Well, not a friend, an acquaintance of mine in a uh, Mardi Gras group that I'm in called uh, Rules, the Fools of Misrule. It's a uh, old downtown Covington uh, 
marching club that I'm in. And uh, so I know him from there. And it was his birthday. And I literally commented on his Facebook, hey, got, I bought you a fence for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. 45 foot of fence and a double gate for free. Yeah. Mardi Gras coming up. Yeah. You going to march? They do 12th night in January. Mm-hmm. I didn't march this year. But, um, yeah, the stuff gets confusing, man. It gets real confusing. What are some of these? Uh, let's see. Who else we got in here? We got Kenny Dugan. Kenny Dugan. Look, man. Look what Kenny sent me. I got a Stain Man, Stain Man sticker. I got a little package the other day. Kenny Dugan, uh, a.k.a. The Stain Man. I got a package in the mail from him. It was a uh, Yeti full of, like, bourbon spices and stuff. Like and you then, add to your bourbon? It was bourbon, like, peppercorn or something. Like, bourbon pepper. I have no idea. I gave it to pepper. No relation. And I was like, hey, handle this. And then yesterday, I ended up getting two bottles of bourbon from him. So tonight, I'm drinking uh, Devil's River. Nice. From Kenny Dugan, sent it from me from all the way in Texas, wherever he lives in Texas. Well, wasn't he with Cannon today? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I called Cannon today, and when I called him, he uh, he wasn't going to answer or something because he was hanging out with Kenny. They were having lunch or something, and Kenny said, "You should uh, you should answer. Maybe Dan needs a co-host tonight." And Cannon answered. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, here's Cannon right here. Kenny, my new favorite guy in fence. The hell with the rest of y'all. Look for craft brews with the stain man and the fence man coming soon. <laughs> Apparently they must have had some craft beers at lunch because when I talked to Cannon after lunch, um, he was uh, very, very chipper. Very chipper. I want to be like Cannon when I grow up and drink at lunch. Yeah. I used, to drink, I used to drink at lunch. I don't anymore. Now I just work right through it and realize it's 3 o'clock. and go, oh, right. shit. Uh, Kevin Steve. Oh, I've done that. Tore down the wrong fence. Wrong address was on the contract. Oh, that's well, not your fault then. So we had a total, absolute communication uh, breakdown. And I am a SOP guy. You know, mm-hmm. I got operations for everything, a process for everything. Well, this one guy was handling both neighbors, him and the neighbor. Well, Dylan did the quote under one customer, a customer in one job, when it should have been the customer in two jobs. But then the customer, in in Dylan's defense, wanted one bill because I think he was trying to use that for his taxes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a little shadiness going on there. Yeah. Well, then what happened was is then I sent my guys out. Hey, let's get signs out on these. So I got guys going ahead putting signs out. And um, when my guy put the sign out, guess what happened? He only put it on one house. He didn't put it mm-hmm. on both. So then when we tell the guys we're doing the two houses next door to each other, well, there's three houses but only two of them have signs to the guys. And we were tearing down this fence and this fence. Well, when they didn't see this sign, they tore down both fences here. And this guy was only getting part of a fence. Mm. Yeah. We got our MFL package today, too. Uh, just like Matt Lowry. Uh, 
I loved the I loved the clever fox pens, and I got the D and D hat right here. <laughs> <laughs> on top of some really awesome of their shirt clothes uh, line right here. Oh, really? That's good. That's going out tomorrow. Happy customer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So we tore down the wrong fence. I put up 45 foot of free fence. I spent a whole extra day on the job. Um, had to order another dumpster because we didn't have enough figured for the dumpster. And it was just a... It was one of those deals. We're like, look, guys, I don't care. Get the shit done. Get out. Cut our losses. Chalk it up to the game. And let's move on to the next one. But then our whole Monday morning meeting was talking about how um, we screwed up and where we can make things better and change things. And it was an expensive, lear- uh, an expensive learning curve or lesson, but we made it happen. You know what I mean? Well, I was in your office last week and you were showing us, you know, where y'all do y'all's morning meetings and that sometimes it costs money to learn those big mistakes, but it's cheaper to learn those mistakes financially than it is to just rehire new people to just continue to make those mistakes. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, um, when we do our Monday morning meetings, we got a big, I don't know, 65, 75 inch TV. I don't know how big it is, but it's freaking huge. And we got a sign under it that says, you know, fail, first attempt in learning. You know, it doesn't say sail, second attempt in learning, guys. So mm-hmm. let's let's do this one time and one time only. Let's see, Robert Looker, what's he say here? Always knocking the door, introduce yourself and your team. Well, guess what, Robert? When my guys got there, both homeowners were outside. Oh. So I was like, how did y'all screw that up? And Dylan goes, well, one of the homeowners doesn't live there. It's a renter. So the renter didn't know that we were doing the other house on the other side of them. So my guys are like, oh, homeowner, homeowner. Hey, how you doing? Shaking hands. Oh, y'all doing our fence today? Yeah, we're going to get You see what I'm saying? So it was like a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect storm, you know? Uh, then ask if you can review the paperwork to ensure the information is correct and you guide them through the project, gives them confidence in your knowledge. I mean, that's all great, you know, in a perfect world, but I can't tell you how many fences we go do. Homeowner's not home. I mean, literally, we bid a job, tore down a fence, got payment, did everything that we had to do, and never even met the customer. Guys never saw the customer. Customer's happy, got a five-star review. So, I mean, in a perfect world... Yeah, I get it, Robert. Knock on the door, spend all that time talking to the customer. But, you know, when the customer lives in Virginia and you're talking to a renter, they don't know what the hell's going on. And they can't make decisions. Right. And then you got some slip-ups, like two jobs on one job. So the signs aren't right. My guys made the mistake of just, oh, there's a sign. There's a sign. Tear them down. You know? Thank God they didn't go to the other neighbor and start tearing their house, their fence down, thinking <laughs> <laughs> thinking it was supposed to be these three, not these three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then on time, yeah, pours, huh? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and talk about rain. That's all we had was rain. It was pouring. It was horrible. It was, uh, yeah, it was just a hell of a week. But you know what? We conquered and we moved on, you know? Uh, let's see here. What's this guy? This guy here, he's just got to be on the show, huh? Dustin Harrington, you that guy, bro. We love the stamp. Super cool and hella swag. Make the whole shop and office smile. So, 
I don't know what he's so talking I, about. I have I have stamps for everybody in my office. A picture of their face, and it says, you know, double checked or, you know, thank you for your order or something like that. Everybody in the office has one, and every piece of paper should have like a stamp on it to verify that you've made sure your parts are correct before shipping out. That's what Cannon's talking about. Yeah, well, I, um, I we haven't tore down the wrong fence. Oh, shit. Since probably 2018, 2019. So I can't really complain. It was only 45 feet, you know. But to some people, that 45 foot is a problem, you know. You know? Well, if you get everybody on your team a stamp, they can stamp it. You know who verified the address last. And the problem is we don't have paper. Everything's computer, company cam. You know what I mean? So it's a problem. You know, I don't know if y'all know this guy. Well, you, you obviously don't. But uh, somehow Nathan Downs popped in in the green room. And we're just, can you see him right now? I can't. <laughs> What? Literally, I I don't know what's going on. If he's like setting up, thinking that tonight's Valentine's, but I mean, is he, I'm going to show you real quick. I'm going to show you real quick. It's just like a fireplace. What the fuck is he doing? How did he get in? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure I'm about to find out. <laughs> oh man, huh? That's what it is. He wants to be me. Yeah. Uh, all I got to say is this. Hold on. Let me pull this up. If he pulls out a big bear rug, if he pulls a big bear rug out and just is like posing on it, it's we're taking him off quick, fast. And I hope he like pops up from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Susan, you had some uh, some uh, things that you had on the um MFLQA, you're like, hey, I need to talk about a few things. And I think one of them was uh, we had some people wondering where in the world was Brian for Fred Aluminum. Brian Fred Aluminum flew into New Orleans. He did. And this dude is everywhere. Everywhere. And then, you know, they drove all the way back to Vegas and made stops all along the way. Yeah, so I heard shit about that, by the way. So Pepper was like, oh, they're driving home. I'm like, no, they're flying home. Well, I want to send them home with uh, king cakes. I don't want to send them home with this. And I'm like, Pepper, they're flying. They're flying. So, and they were. Right. So then what happens? I see Brian Fred Aluminum taking a picture with or eating in Lafayette. So I'm like, okay. All right. Well, maybe he ran to Lafayette because then I saw a picture of him with Kevin Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, maybe Kevin Steve drove the Lafayette from, he's right around the Beaumont area, which is right. literally Texas, Louisiana border, right? Right. Maybe Kevin Steve drove the Lafayette to meet up with Brian. They met halfway. Apparently, that's not the case. Next thing you know, I see Brian's in West Texas eating barbecue. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? So I called him up, and I'm like, bro, what happened? Uh, we decided to drive. <laughs> the rental car? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so you rented the car for two days, told him you returned it back to the airport in New Orleans. Uh-huh. He's like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to drop it off at the airport in Las Vegas and, you know, we'll let him figure it out. And then I was like, and well, he, well, I said to him. Fly, 
he didn't even fly into Baton Rouge because there's no rental cars in Baton Rouge. Right, right. You know how much that's going to cost? <laughs> so, wait, wait, you ready for this? I said, why don't you just go ahead and drop it off somewhere in Las Vegas and be like, hey, somebody stole it. He's like, that's a good idea. But when I rented the car, my driver's license said I lived in Vegas. So <laughs> sure it would be a coincidence that the guy <laughs> that stole the car ended up in Vegas, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. Now, we had a great time. We came down and had dinner with you and Pepper. Had a great meal. I, yeah. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Yeah. I enjoyed Pepper. Like, I see why you're with her. Oh, I don't know about the other way, but I, gotta, I, I see, I see why you're with her. I gotta hear that now when I get home. See, I told you, everybody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a smart lady. I enjoyed having a great conversation with her very much. Yeah, well, here's Kevin Steve. Kevin Steve's uh, new to the FWA team. I think he's doing some type of like member services or member benefits. <sighs> member benefits. Yeah, we got a lot of great stuff. <laughs> oh pepper you, boy pepper. yeah yeah did you see the picture i posted on facebook for valentine's day of pepper yes she is a badass so i was i was out of town somewhere and she was getting ready to go somewhere and i get this picture on my phone of her with a towel wrapped around her head and she said hey look i'm tupac <laughs> which was funny at the time you know but uh it, it was it was pretty hilarious. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you need to go see that picture. Oh yeah, yeah. priceless. Yeah. So, all right, Pepper, you had your limelight. You can't be like Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can uh, not Cannon. Um, Nathan Downs was on Facebook the other day, going uh, hashtag Pepper. Uh, Pepper uh, Pepper goes to Oklahoma or something like that. Pepper said, "There's no spas there. I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs> oh funny stuff funny Nathan's stuff crazy i t I, uh, I had a call with nathan earlier this week just trying to understand the difference between ul325 and astm f2200 standards for automating gates and um he's a, an extremely intelligent dude like for real he's helping with, with a couple of projects and just trying to figure out like the conjunction between the two and how they, they're supposed to complement one another. So I'm really appreciative of him for that. <laughs> I am. Well, all I know is, is when y'all start talking UL, you know, eight, six, seven, five, three Oh nine and all that stuff. I'm just kind of like, I have no idea what the hell that. And Dylan's like, well, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, UL three twenty five. I'm like, look, bro, that's your department. You're taking over this fencing deal. I just work here, you know? So, Oh, look, look, yeah. Can't uh, hold on. Let's see. He's here. Who? I'm telling you, he's gonna be on a bear rug. Hack <laughs> 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 suckers! Can you hear me? Yes. How did yeah. you get here? Well, you know, down in Louisiana, you're all running like uh, Windows NT or something, and I had a bat like a link from Canon from episode 11 when i was on and i just thought because i was like dan might need an extra friend <laughs> freaking found it so here we are so you literally hijacked a link from uh 1942 out of your email <laughs> and uh, hey we yeah. use that we use that phrase very very loosely dan needed a friend 
Pepper told me to say that. <laughs> oh, oh, great. You've been on the phone. With, last time I was on the phone with you, I had you on speaker. Not last time, but last time I was on the phone with Nathan Down and Pepper was around. I was on speakerphone and I was driving up to uh, Monkey Hill or Monkey Island or whatever it's called. Yeah. Monkey Island. I say Monkey Hill because we got a Monkey Hill in uh, Audubon Zoo. So anyway, uh, I accidentally... Or stupidly put the phone on speaker with Nathan. And Nathan's like, oh, man, you're driving up to uh, Tony Thornton's deal? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, you bringing Pepper? And I'm like, well, no. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be doing podcasting. Oh, man, I'm bringing Ashley. I'm bringing the kids. There's like a spa. She can get a massage. And I look over and Pepper is on the couch next to me. And she's like, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, kick back in my lazy boy. I got uh, I got the phone on my chest talking to Nathan. And guess what? Pepper called the boss and said, "Hey, I got something I got to do." And off to Oklahoma we went. Thank you, Nate Dog. You're welcome. Yeah, no Wait more. Time. No more speakerphone with Nathan uh, around <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> she said she can't come this time because there's too many people in your car. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, I could maybe not stop in BR in Baton Rouge. All the cool kids are in Baton Rouge. Kevin, Steve, me. Maybe. Benji. Benji's going to be in, uh, I call it meth land. He's going to be in Livingston Parish. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in Livingston. I'm like, oh, my God. Livingston Parish is known for one thing and one thing only. So anyway, uh, anyway, man, people are blowing up these uh, these comments. Cannon Johnson's in there having a whole conversation in here. What's he say? <laughs> Susan, do you have a stance on how you feel about the extra regulations on gates in, in Louisiana? I'm going to let you two talk about that. You two are uh, gate guys and all that good stuff. I'm going to make another drink. Make you a drink. Um I think the extra regulations are good and important. We're talking about life safety. What I want people to understand is the difference between UL325 and F2200 standards. I want them to have the information readily available for them. I want them to be able to go back into the standards so that they're doing it right the first time. That's how I feel yep. about it. Yep. And as Susan and I found out, I made some calls to, I've got a family member that is actually uh, UL, he, he's a senior engineer at his company uh, for a large national, international brand. And uh, he deals with UL compliance and certifications for all of his um, equipment that they manufacture. And one of the cool things about that is he had the in the inroad to the guy that is over all the uh, UL325, ASDM F2200, and even the gentleman that we were finding out on the back end had mentioned that they're, uh, I forgot, what did he say, something about they're synchronized or they coexist or whatever. And uh, that's interesting because then as Susan found out, as we continue to look at different um, vendors, like their installation manual, um, there's even things within individual bodies that are UL listed that conflict with the UL listing itself. Well, so. and even a step further, we had a 20 minute discussion or debate, as you might want to say, on our understanding of what the word said. 
you know, just understanding the difference between the different devices and how they're monitored and the regular. Whoa. Hey, now. (laughs) He must be pouring a drink. (laughs) I don't know, man. My whole computer went out and came back. I didn't want to hear about the regulations. I guess not. No, but uh, the whole regulation thing is uh, pretty crazy because it sounds like to me nobody knows what the hell they're talking about, but everybody wants to talk about it. And then not only do they want to not know what they're talking about, but talk about it, but then they want to enforce it. Am I getting this right? Yes, sir. I thought I was. Yeah, that's what that's what the whole uh, that was what the whole shtick was about. Right. Season. I mean, you spend years learning. You spend years learning this. You know, I've spent years learning this and there are still things that I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. I mean, I have books next to me to reference. There are websites and stuff like that. But like I actually have the full standards being mailed to me now. I'm going to line by line go through them so that whenever it's time and all my questions come about and advice from people like you, we can bring it up to the right people and get it addressed so that we're all on the same page, the same level playing field so that we all have the information readily available. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, when, when Susan and uh, Brian Fredrickson and everyone was having this conversation over in Louisiana, I, uh, there was several different industry leaders that I was on a text with. That's how Brian gave me the link to that call. And I chimed in from the perspective of out of Oklahoma here, like we don't have any regulations. I mean, you have to be licensed to be access control, but we found that that really doesn't even mean anything for gate operators and stuff because access control, according to the state, often it, it all goes back to your de- local Department of Labor typically. And um, here they're saying anything that's wired that opens a door or a gate or anything, that's access control. Oh, so I can put up, uh, you know, little plastic uh, U.S. automatic or KPW-5s or 877, you know, LMs or, you know, stupid stuff. And uh, I could do that all day without having a license or even have anyone ever check me. Sure. I mean, like, again, so you you go all spectrums, right? Like where there's no regulation, there's no rules, there's no governing body. Louisiana, Susan, as you mentioned, is clearly like leaving the way for regulations and stuff like that. So what's the happy medium? Like what's, you know, where can we go and make sure that the fire marshals or the department of labor or whoever's um, enforcing these rules, so to speak, like where do they go get trained? Where do they get that information? Are you asking? Sure. I mean, I I don't have the answer. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, there's an accreditation team and they are the ones doing the training it's the only accreditation option that there is out there right now for gate operators. It's crazy. So. I mean, I think education is important in that space. I think making sure that we understand what it is, but there has to be, I, I come from the side of there, there has to be some type of regulation to it. Self-regulating doesn't work. I, I'm in a marketplace that proves that. I mean, the damn guys on the first generation, we do lots of lift masters up here. Um, I know that'll drive a bunch of people crazy, but that's (laughs) what the market has. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, those first generation, the LMRU photo eyes, everyone I went to that someone else put in, we found them taped together, thrown in the box. And I'm like, I mean, so what's the freaking point? Right. Right. So like LiftMaster then says, well, now we got 
two lasers and it can't be closer than 18 inches. Right. How do you know that, Nathan? Because <laughs> I tried it because I'm like, oh, oh, crap. And it was about that far. I'm like, all right, whatever. So uh, anyways, I, I, yeah, there's no happy medium. I mean, the, the best thing I think we can do is continue to talk about it, um, utilize, utilize any of our certifications, any trainings that we each have to show that we're the professionals leading the way. And then I, I talk to all my clients about liability mitigation and just inform them of that. That's what this is for. You don't have to like it. Um, right. If you don't want to do it, I mean, that's on you. You need to sign some paperwork. And we've gone through that process and I've had um, my legal counsel basically for our business, look at some of those things. And we've actually addressed that with some customers where I'm like, okay, we're in a state where nothing's regulated. Right. Uh, so by, you know, to contract, I'm like, okay, I suppose I can do this. I'm not going to do that though, but here's why this is here. This is a safety. And then, you know, and then you just have to, you know, you have to go from there. But a lot of people, which I agree with, I mean, we're getting more and more to the point where um, we won't even like, we won't even touch repair jobs or service calls um, where they're not ASTM F2200 compliant. Well, and in Louisiana, you can't sign a waiver of liability a customer cannot sign that. It's it's yeah. inadmissible in a court well, of law here. Well, look, man, Pepper, uh, she works at, at this upscale apartment complex, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if she's the manager of system. Anyway, she works there. So um, their gates were messed up. So we went out and looked at them. I'm like, well, look, before I touch this system, I need to make sure everything's working. Is the door for the pool house to the gym is it working properly well that's not why we called you I'm like well i need to make sure everything's working because when i leave here today fence king's on this right mm-hmm. and it's all connected to the same system at the end of the day exactly it, uh, it all goes to the same place and her boss was like oh no we're not fixing that right now we just need this i'm like eh, you need to call somebody else goodbye and I walked away from the job, and her boss was kind of like, really? I'm like, yeah. You don't understand that we're dealing with people's lives here. What if we fixed the gate, but we didn't troubleshoot everything else on this system? Somebody gets locked in the pool house one night, and there's a fire, and they die. No. There's a lot of what ifs. You were the last one there. There's a lot of what ifs, but guess Not what else? Good. Guess what else? I have not worked 23 years for you to steal that from me and have, right. you know, some uh, Jerry Springer commercial attorney come knocking on my door right. and, and destroy everything that I built over 23 years and steal my legacy and steal what I built for my children. So, uh, yeah, you can have that job. Right. Right. Now, right. when you start thinking about it like that, that's a whole different ball game. It really is. It really is. I mean, that's my livelihood. That's my legacy. That's mm-hmm. that. that that's, your stamp of approval on it, your name on it. Yeah. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Robert Lookard asked a really good question. Yeah, you saw it. I liked it, too. I saw it, too. I was like, oh, hey, come on. 
<laughs> is this the one y'all so, talking about? Yeah, it says, hey, Susan, I'm up here in Canada, and during the summer we do a lot of ground loops, but during the winter months there's no cost-effective way to cut them in. Do you have any products you recommend to cover the area of a ground loop that could substitute till we're able to cut them in the spring? I know this one. I bet you do. I know this one because I dealt yeah, with this. You did a whole show on it. I know. Our phone call. I feel like I'm in the loop. <laughs> I'm going to go over here stretching. Anyway, um, yeah, there is. They have a wireless, correct? Is that, is that the right word? It's wired. Well, it's wired, but it's... Above ground. It's above ground. You know what? Just help microwave. me. Microwave. Microwave sensor. Yes. They make them above ground microwave sensors. Above, above ground, ground microwave loops. sensor. See, I know what I'm talking about. Yes. A couple of different <laughs> manufacturers carry them. Which ones do you use, Nathan? Optic. Yeah. Is that what you use? Optics is a standard. But if you're having high snow, they have ones that are mounted high that are meant for like uh, overhead doors and stuff like that. Those are a good option if, you know, you have multiple inches of snow. Because optics are only meant to be mounted around 18 inches, I think, off the ground. Correct. Yep. Yeah, so we used one on a job because we showed up and had to put a loop in. And the lady already had her driveway paved stones. And I was like, ooh, we got a problem. And I told her, I said, hey, we need to get this laid before they come. And she's like, oh, they were running ahead of schedule. The job was. I told them they could come. They could come. And I totally forgot about this. And I'm like, yeah, um, we got a serious issue. Well, then I called, uh, what was that cat's name? Uh, I met him at your open house. The guy on the East Coast, North Carolina store. I did a phone call with him. Uh, Yeah, it was Javier in Charlotte. Yeah, Javier. So Susan wasn't open yet, and I didn't want to call her. So Hasn't stopped you before. <sighs> Sometimes I lose track of time. But anyway, so I ended up calling uh, Javier, Javier the, the cat that runs the Javier. North Carolina. Yeah, that guy. So I ended up calling the store in, on the East Coast because I knew it was open an hour earlier. He totally took care of me, man. Totally took care of me. Told me that. Susan had it in stock. I was able to get my guy on the road before they were even open, and he showed up there right after they opened, got what I needed, got back, and we were able to get the job done. But, yeah, that's what we ended up doing, and we didn't have to cut the lady's pavestone. So, Robert Looker, don't let that uh, don't let that snow get you down, baby. <laughs> get you an optics. Absolutely. I love it. I like Zach Romero's comment there. Um, I'm, oh, the the last comment for someone like me who has absolutely no experience or knowledge of gate operators where do you recommend we go start learning well the first thing you need to know zach is that if you're a guest on the my fence life show and you're smoking a cigar you don't sit there and flick your lighter the whole time so we hear it in the background <laughs> and mr producer calls me and says hey uh hey around the uh 56 minute mark there was this clicking noise and i couldn't get rid of it and I'll be like, that's this guy, Nathan Downs, that says he's my friend. He's a podcaster. You would think he would know better. <laughs> Who let him on the show? I don't even know why he's even here. Yeah, he's sitting there clicking his lighter. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. Yeah. Get job. That's why. I, I guarantee he's going to change the password any second, guys, and I'm going to get you. Yeah, you're going to be a goner there, baby. <laughs> Cannon, Cannon, is that you? Oh, no, is, is, did y'all hear him? Is that you, Cannon? <laughs> We're so used to him doing the breaking news. Hey guys, breaking news comes to you from D and D Technologies, the name brand and gate hardware, unshakably, unbreakably, unmistakably, the safest gate hardware ever made. If it doesn't say D and D. It's not badass. All right, guys, tonight we got a great one. This comes from you from the park officials in Pennsylvania. So a couple of teenagers thought they were kind of funny and started posting Bigfoot warning signs (laughs) around the park. (laughs) So if y'all could see this, it's it's pretty freaking funny, right? So they start posting signs, and the signs state that there had been encounters in the area and uh, a call on visitors to observe elevated parking etiquette and be cautious of your surroundings to keep the location of small children and pets within a tighter scope of awareness because Bigfoot has been known to carry off small children and pets. (laughs) They also warn... Do not, uh, if you could see this sign, I'm going to have to get Benji to put this on myfencelife.com. Do not approach the creature. <laughs> Robinson added that the signs, which have been turning up for months in many parks, are removed whenever spotted. And visitors have been posting images all over social media, which uh, hurts the yeah. state park. And they've noticed a decline in uh, income and sales. <laughs> So, guys, that's breaking news by D&D Technologies, the safest gate hardware out, out there. They're not nationwide. They're worldwide. D&D Technologies. Just saying. No. I, think they need a, uh, I think they need a Bigfoot fence or Sasquatch fence up there. They're going to need something, bro. But isn't that great? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, UFOs and Bigfoots everywhere is what Benji says. Huh? Right, Bigfoots, or maybe even big feet. So, <laughs> hey, Susan, I think Robert was asking what the if you knew what that was. Yeah, that high mounted one, the microwave. So Robert Looker's saying we've tried the uh, the oh, it's That's in my way. The LZR H one hundred. Yeah, they're mounted low and only have three lasers. And the snow really makes them problematic. What's the brand or model of microwave-mounted high ones? So I can look it up. So BEA makes... Um, I'm talking to Nathan. Mr. <laughs> Fidgeter over there. It's the BEA Falcon. And uh, you purchase a remote separately. Once you purchase one remote, it works like on all of them. And after you mount it up high, like you can program it from there. The sensitivity levels. So it works great. Um, what about, uh, so where are we going to go to uh, to learn about gate operators? I know the AFA has classes. Is the FWA, is the FWA working on classes? Because I know Brian is like moving and shaking and this we're dude is all over it. the place. One thing at a time, but we're working on it. Oh, really? So they're going to start yeah. having classes that you can take? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's the fire. Thank you. 
That's the fire making a noise? It's the fire cracking. I don't believe that it's the fire making a noise. Hold up both hands at the same time. Nathan, hold up both hands at the same time. And if I hear clicking, I'll believe you. It is the fire. Told you. Come on, man. This is fire. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Fireside with my fence life without cannon gates. (laughs) So prior. Dan Block. So prior to you getting on. Prior prior to you getting on, man. I was like, if this dude comes out on like a big bear rug (laughs) in a banana hammock (laughs) and he's sprawled out. I'm I'm definitely screenshotting this shit. I thought about it. That's why I came in like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need a sound effect on my uh, roadcast. (laughs) I also want to finish answering Zach's uh, question. Uh, Southwest Automated Security is partnered with Tony Thornton to do um, a boot camp coming up in July. Oh, really? There's lots of opportunity, plus your local SAS. That's what we're here for. We have an entire training team. I'm helping some some big names right now learn some wiring and stuff. And over, over and at stuff. the Protecting Your Radius podcast, hosted by this guy, um, we're working on a lot of different things with uh, gate uh, operator manufacturers, um, all safety devices. I've got a lot of people on tap that are going to be going on. You know, we do a lot of access control. Um, actually, was uh, talking to getting ready to work with Jason Conway from oh, that guy. SAS. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we're going to talk about some different things, but you know, um, we're working with Brooklyn today. Um, so I think Jason and I are going to have a great conversation about some access control things for those looking to get into it and then the levels that it goes, because if you guys haven't ever done that stuff, holy cow. I mean, right. it is, it is amazing. Some of the things we can do with the technology today. And it's the nice thing is as Susan knows, uh, you know, having the right partners and distribution, whether they're local or they're shipping it into or whatever, but having people that have answers to that and then understanding what you can offer. I mean, it just makes that business. that seems, so daunting, like relatable and something that, you know, could be viable for a lot of guys out there um, that are looking to expand their business line. Well, I tell everybody you're not stupid, so you'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So Corey Barnes is in the uh, comments and he says, I sure do miss Cannon's energy, but Susan is easier on the eyes. So, Corey, I totally agree with that. But did you not see Nathan down slide into the show with a rose <laughs> in his teeth? Uh, you're giving Susan a run for her money over there, buddy, old pal. Nah, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah, I talked to Nathan today. He FaceTimed me on accident, and um, he didn't realize he did. And he was listening to Hair Nation in his car, and his <laughs> tongue was flicking, and he was doing all this. And I'm like, you're on FaceTime. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I had the windows down, so it was like even worse. His hair was hair. flowing. The little bit of hair left I had, it was like, yeah. <laughs> But I, they're, they're lucky it was 70 degrees. Well, it was like 68 degrees here. I almost took off the top of the Bronco. That's how I roll, but no, it's safe. No, you and that Bronco. This is the only guy I know that has a, a Instagram page just for his Bronco. That's right. What's what is, her name? Yeah, what's the name of that uh, Instagram page? You know, 
You know, I never, I haven't named it, believe it or not. And I don't know, my, my Bronco identifies as them, they. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> so I don't know I think- what they want to be called yet, but them are pretty cool little uh, Bronco up front. So. Wouldn't it be that name you had mentioned earlier, Dan? Syndrome, oh. yeah, I'll just call it Syndrome. Syndrome. <laughs> Oh, she's got to have a name. Dustin, Dustin. know know your pronouns. Know your pronouns, please. Hey, look, guys, while we got a chance, I needed to make a few mentions. Expert Stain and Seal tomorrow. Is tomorrow the 16th? Holy shit. Tomorrow is February 16th and 17th. Stain and Seal University is going to be in Alexandria, Tennessee. We love those guys, as you can see every week. I got a little Stain and Seal right here behind me. Tom Reber will be the keynote speaker tomorrow on the 16th. Uh, what else? Uh, clean a fence, stain a fence, clean a deck, stain a deck, and stain a log cabin. Say that five times in a row real fast. <laughs> clean a fence, stain a fence, clean a deck, stain a deck, and stain a log cabin. Fence owner is going to be there. My salesman is going to be there. Rachel, owner and founder of my salesman, she's going to be there. Uh, you know who else is going to be there? The guy that I was on this morning with, Wheelie Boy. Chewing crayons? Uh, yeah, he's probably going to have some crayons. The dude doesn't go anywhere without his crayons. <laughs> Where are my crayons? Yeah. Like, last time I saw him, we were in... Well, last time I saw Dan Wheeler, we went to Chili's, and he the whole time he colored on the little Chili's menu. The whole time. <laughs> and he's like, I want to get in a competition. I might win with my Chili. I was like, oh, okay, bro, whatever. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be over here getting two for one beers. <laughs> oh, Caleb is going to premiere his dip tank system, which is the easiest and cheapest way into staining for fence guys. One guy can easily stain two units before lunch and two units after lunch with a dip tank. Uh, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Caleb has Jacob sailing. <laughs> Salem. I've been drinking. Social media marketer. So, Expert Stain and Seal's got a lot going on. Got a hell of a lot going on this week. If you're not there, you don't want to miss it. I'm telling you. Also, uh, D&D Technologies, we already talked about those guys. They got the best damn hinges. I'm telling you, man. If you're not using those hinges, I don't know what to tell you. And go to MyFenceLife.com. I told Benji, I said, Benji, it's way too much for me to say, go to myfencelife.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click on the con. I said, can't you make this shit easier? He goes, what if I made a big button for them to pick, get fence swag? And I'm like, bro, that's what I'm talking about. Fence signs. I'm going to have these guys with me at uh, Fence Tech. Cannon's going to have him a bunch. And um, get, your friend, uh, get your free fence sign. Good deal. I got mine. Yeah, yeah. Huh. We got a bunch of people in the comments, man. Uh, but anyway, Nathan, I want to thank you for popping in on us tonight, man. Thanks for having me. Let's change that password well, so it doesn't happen again. Uh, we've already <laughs> to say we didn't have you. We just kind of ended up with you. Does that sound? Does that sound about right? Yeah, that, that's appropriate. Where's Ashley? I need to call her. Inside. You didn't know. You didn't know I had her phone number, phone. right? You can call her. 
It's pepper. 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 Oh, man. Oh, anyway, guys. So, look, um, I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank SAS. I want to thank Expert Stain and Seal, D&D, Finch Track. Finch Track, we love your product. Um, I'm actually putting some Finch Track up at my house. Uh, Brett, I asked him if he could make a deal with me. He said no. And then I said, well, what if my name was Nathan Downs? He said, uh, we're charging you double. <laughs> BizRaider.com, the best way to uh, buffer your reviews. Love those guys. And just a little recap of tonight. We talked about how to handle offense when Miss Betty and Miss Karen share the cost of it. And then they start complaining about who's going to get the best side, right? We talked about uh we talked about tonight, man. We oh we talked about Insect? a wired uh laser beam that replaces a loop. Help me out. An above ground an above ground loop. And the come, different types. Come on, girl. Earn your pay now. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about we talked about gate operator training. <laughs> We talked about gate operator training. We uh, we learned with uh, Nathan Downs does late at night out on his back porch with his uh, cigar and fire pit. <laughs> uh, what else we learned about man? We learned that uh, Dan Blonde needs to change the uh, the guest link so people don't just pop in on the show. I, I, you know what? I don't believe your story about that. I think. Benji told you that that link was still live because that's the link Benji uses when we do our Zooms every day. Not every day, but on Wednesdays. What if Canon Gates gave it to me? What if, if Canon Gates is the agent of chaos here and it's not me? Are you giving credit where credit is due? I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll leave that one to the imagination of all the watchers and listeners. <laughs> well, look, guys, it's been a great show. I love y'all. It's been wonderful. I uh, can't wait till next week. Next week, Cannon Gates will be back. I think next week is going to be his last MFL show. <laughs> yeah, next week, man. It's going to be a sad one. But... We're going to be talking D&D hinges. We're going to be talking about things that you've never heard of when it comes to D&D technologies. And uh, it's going to be a great show. He's going to be fired up, fired up. So, Hey, Dan, can you call next week's uh, Canon Celebration of Life, Offense Life? <laughs> <laughs> Canon Celebration of Life. Offense Life. <laughs> offense Life. <laughs> It just comes to him naturally, all up in the all up in the noggin. Yeah, so we did a we did a call, and uh, I named it instead of ask me about my day. I named it ask me about my two point five years. You know, <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. I like we didn't talk uh, for like a whole day or a day and a half, and I called him today. He's like, "What's up, bro?" I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I just haven't talked to you." He's like, "Oh man, I've been busy." Blah blah blah. So kind of weird, kind of weird, but it's all good. It's going to be great, but, man. But y'all are still going to call each other in the shower, right? Yeah, yeah, we do call each other in the shower. It is really weird. <laughs> but if you see my shower, you would understand. It's like not a big deal. I got my phone up on a ledge. My shower's like 
six by six or something stupid. Yeah, it fits four adults comfortably. Yeah, it fits four Dan and Nathan's really comfortably. Don't ask us how we know. It's, it must be ten by ten. <laughs> Man, did you hear my uh, ask me about my day this morning about how I got that bottle of Eagle Rare? Was that funny? That. Awesome. Priceless. <laughs> Can't say the darnest thing. That, that man's fat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I told that kid, um, I looked at him like, so uh, Santa's fat? You don't have a problem with that? He was like, <laughs> his face was like, uh, it was pretty funny. Good stuff. All right, guys. Hey, Fence Lifers. Y'all kill it every day. We know you are. We love you. We're glad you're here. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week. Nathan, thanks for being the uh, celebrity uh, co-host that we, did, that we didn't even know we were going to have. Susan K. Worley. Y'all don't forget about the K because uh, she's uh, the special K of SAS. Right? SAS. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Thank you. All right, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast and a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal, realgoodstain.com. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal shut it badass hinge and benji with cleverfox.online helping businesses digitally outfox the competition we invite you to leave us a review your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry you can connect with dan and canon on instagram and facebook at my fence life the concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Beep, 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 beep.